Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 16th, 2024. January 16th, 2024. So I'm teaching a series, a brand new series this year about a fixed purpose. I believe that God established a purpose for you before the world began, and God has a purpose for your life for 2024. And what we have to do is is discover what that is and then walk in the grace to get it done. I'm going to give you a quick example as I'm just kind of introducing the word for this morning. Last week, I um I had the opportunity on Tuesday uh, to minister to a group of folks in Pakistan, and I found out Monday night that I had to do that on Tuesday. But when I found out, um, I already was like my son was waiting on me to watch some Marvel show, and and of course I have to do today's word in the morning. So once I found out that I had to minister to Pakistan at nine thirty in the morning, I just entered into God's rest concerning it. Obviously, I have 28 years of, of studying the word in my heart. I said, Lord, you'll show me what to say. And he did. And and uh, I flowed. And, and I believe that God was glorified in that message. I didn't have to take on the pressure to perform. Same thing happened this weekend. Um, some things got moved around. And I was you know, basically notified uh, with not a lot of time that I was ministering on Sunday. And I said, praise God. And then the word God gave me was such a matter of fact, in today's word, if you get the email version, I shared a link to the message that I preached on Sunday, you should check that out. It was such a blessing, but I didn't take on the pressure to perform. What I'm saying is this, when you walk with God, God walks with you. God wants you to maximize your purpose and potential for this season. But what God doesn't want you to do is rely on your human power, your human ability, or your human strength. No, he wants you to learn how to rest in him, trust in him, that whatever he calls you to do, he's already given you the grace for. So put in the chat, say, I already have the grace for it. Today, I'm going to talk about God's purpose versus life's distractions. Put in the chat, I will not be distracted. And we're going to learn from Mary and Martha how to not be distracted. Put in the chat, I will not be distracted. I'm going to focus on my purpose. Let's get ready for the word. All right, so as you can see there in the the little B-roll video, those are things that I want through your eye gate every day this year. I want you to be locked in on your fixed purpose. I want you to know that God does have a purpose for your life for this season, and I don't want you to be distracted in any way. One of the main scripture that we'll be looking at all year is Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. This is what the Bible says. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. I broke this down on Friday. And also this weekend on the message that I shared, I was dealing with Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 25. And we're going to be looking at this scripture pretty much all year. So we want to set our gaze on the path that God has established before us. We want to we want to believe that there's a fixed purpose for the season. So we're going to look straight ahead and ignore life's distractions. Today, we're also going to look at Luke chapter 10, verses 40 through 42 from the international new international version. This is what the Bible says. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her 
to get up and help me. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. There are a few things that are needed. Well, right now in this season, in this moment, there's just one, one necessary thing. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. We're gonna talk about distractions. So what does this mean for you today? I actually, um, while I was on the plane yesterday, I was meditating on this verse and I had like a lot of points that I, that I was gonna deal with. And I'm still gonna deal with all those points. But as I started typing out <laughs> what God was giving me about the first three points, I, I, matter of fact, even these first three is probably too much for you this morning, but I'm, I'm gonna give you these three. And there's a lot here. And so I hope you did sign up to get the notes because there's a lot in the notes. So let's get through these three for this morning. I pray that you're ready to receive. You ready? Here we go. Number one, I need you to, to rid your heart and mind of all distractions. Here's number one. Don't let serving God distract you from receiving from, from God. Put, put in the chat, I will not be distracted. So what you don't want to do is be so busy serving God that you don't receive from God. Jesus was in Mary and Martha's home and he was their guest. And so, you know, when somebody comes to your house, you got to take care of them, right? So Martha, but Jesus was in their home and he was ministering. And there was a group of people that were receiving and Mary was part of it. Mary was at Jesus's feet and received mode. Martha was busy serving. So she was like, you know, going in the kitchen, coming back, getting stuff, making sure her guests were, were squared away. And so she was serving while her sister was receiving. Martha was distracted, the Bible says, by all the things that she was doing. And in this particular particular case, it wasn't like she was distracted by a bad thing. She was actually serving, which you would make the argument, especially if you were raised to be hospitable, right? I'm Dominican, so if somebody comes to your house, like, you know, you got to give them something to eat, you got to give them something to drink, like, you got to pay attention, you can't be, like, you know, I don't know, that's the way I was raised. So if you're raised to be hospitable and somebody's in your house, then you need to be hospitable. And all Martha was trying to do was be hospitable. So you would say that that's a good thing. She was being hospitable and she was being respectful, but watch this, even good things can be distractions if they take your focus off of God. Jesus was speaking. So when Jesus is speaking, we should be in receive mode. Put that in the chat. When Jesus is speaking, I'm listening. I need to learn how to be in listening and receiving mode when Jesus is speaking. Jesus was in their home and he was pouring out to the guest. But Martha was so busy serving that she was missing out on the impartation. She was missing out on what God was doing. And there was an impartation that was going forth and she was missing out on it. Why? Because she was serving. Now you can make the argument that she was doing the right thing, that what she was doing was not wrong. And what she was doing, it wasn't like she was doing a bad thing. See, a lot of times as a Christian, the devil will get us distracted and he's not going to get you distracted with a bad thing with sin, but he can actually get you distracted with a good thing where it's something good for you to do, but you should just be doing it in this particular moment. She was so upset that her sister was worshiping while she was working that she wanted Jesus to tell her to stop and get up and help me in the kitchen. And there's a time, put it in the chat, there's a time to work and there's a time to worship. And the Holy Spirit 
in this particular season, if we want to make the most of 2024, we have to discern when to work and when to worship. You can become so busy doing things for God. And let's be clear, in most cases, I'm talking about doing things for the church. You can become so busy doing things for God, and in many cases, doing things for the church, that you fail to receive from God, which is a dangerous place to be, right? So I've taught you many times that we minister to others out of our overflow. Put in the chat, I minister out of my overflow. That means that I have such an overflow. Okay, for those of you that may not be familiar with that term, let me explain. If I can minister, Isabella and I can minister to a marriage, um, to somebody else's marriage, if we have an overflow of love and peace and grace and mercy and in our marriage, right? And so if we have an overflow in our marriage, then when you come, hey, can y'all talk to us? Sure, we can pour out of you from our overflow. But if my marriage is at the brink of divorce, I don't have an overflow, I have a deficit. So I can't minister to you out of an overflow because I don't have an overflow, I have a deficit. So I can't minister to you financially if I can't pay my own bills. I can't give you peace if I don't have any myself, right? So we have to minister to others out of overflow. So Martha was not serving out of her overflow. She was actually frustrated. That's This left her in a deficit. If she had been in an overflow status, she could have been like, oh Lord, I am so good. Jesus, I've received enough from Jesus. Let me let my sister get some of that and I'm good and I can go ahead and serve because I'm good. But she was not good. She was frustrated. And when you're frustrated and when you're ministering out of a deficit, when you're actually in church and you're serving, but you're serving in a place where your heart is in a deficit and not in an overflow, you're going to be serving, but you're going to be murmuring and complaining and comparing yourself to other people, which is exactly what happened in this particular case. She was comparing herself to a sister because she was not ministering out of her overflow. She was actually ministering out of a deficit. And so what you don't want to do is you want to you want to be in a place where you actually have an overflow. If you're not at peace in your heart, you shouldn't be in children's church. Let me help you all out. If you don't if you're not at peace in your heart, you shouldn't be the usher trying to guide people to their seat because you're going to be doing it out of frustration. There are moments where you probably shouldn't be serving in church. If you are frustrated, if you're battling thoughts of depression, if you are at the brink of divorce, if you and your wife almost had fisticuffs in the car, then when y'all get to church, y'all probably shouldn't just put a face on and go work in the children's ministry. No, what you should do is take your little happy butt down and, and sit down and get an impartation because you need to be ministered to yourself. I know that I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Martha needed to be ministered to but she was trying to minister when she should have been ministered to. She was trying to pour out when she was she should have been receiving. And so when you do that, that leads to nothing but frustration. She was frustrated. She was upset. She was she interrupted Jesus while Jesus was ministering. Excuse me, Jesus. I know you're preaching, but hold on for a minute. Why don't you tell my sister to get her little happy self up and take or come out here to the kitchen and help me with these dishes? And Jesus was like, no, she has chosen the right thing. Matter of fact, it's the only thing that she should be doing right now. And you're the one that's frustrated with many things. You're worrying, you're frustrated, you're upset because you're focusing on the wrong things. And you're trying to serve people when you're not healthy enough to serve people. Listen, in this season, where I want you to maximize your purpose and potential. You shouldn't be out here serving if you're not healthy enough to serve. So you, you, you need to be healthy yourself so that you can pour out to others out of your overflow. This is a season 
a fixed purpose. This is a season where we want to have a laser focus. Where here's a focus. There may be moments in this season where you just need to sit down and receive so that you can get healthy for yourself so that you don't have a deficit in your own heart. Say amen to that. Put in the chat, I refuse to have a deficit. If there's a deficit in your heart, then yes, you got to understand that serving God is vital, but not at the cost of your own connection with God. Listen, you got to ensure that you are connected to God, that you are spiritually healthy, that you're at peace in your heart before you go out here trying to pour out to other people. Because if not, then let, let me tell you something about ministry. We're dealing with people and people People are, are fickle and phony, and some people are flat out fake. So while you're trying to help other people, those same people you're trying to help, these people will laugh at you, they will, they will reject you, they will talk about you. So when you're doing ministry, you need to be healthy because you got to be able to handle that. If you're not, and you're trying to minister to people out of a deficit, all that's going to do is you're going to get upset with them. It will cause arguments and bickering and all of that stuff. So as you prepare for 2024, I need you to focus on your own heart. Make sure that if you're going to minister, you're ministering out of a place of health and peace and strength and grace. Because if not, then if you're not careful, you can actually allow the things that you have on your calendar that are supposed to be good things, things that you're supposed to be doing to help people can actually hurt them and hurt yourself because you, you're being distracted by serving when you're not in a place of health and vibrancy and overflow. So what you want to do when you're ministering out of overflow, you can pour out and still be at peace yourself. But if you don't allow yourself to be fed, if you don't, like me, I pour out every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Guess what? I also need to receive, 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 receive every day. Because if I just minister to you guys every day and I don't allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me and I don't have people in my life that are speaking to me, then I'm going to get at a place of deficit. And then now all that's going to do is lead to frustration for me and for you and everyone else. I know that I'm teaching better than you're saying amen. Say amen to that. Put something in the chat about that. You, you got to open up your heart to grow and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, the cost of anxiety and worry. Jesus said that, that Martha was worried and upset about many things. So there's a lot of people that are like that, right? Over the tw past 20 years, I've encountered a lot of people with mental health challenges. But over the last few years, it seems like it's worse. Like the last few years, I've, I've just seen people really deal with mental health challenges. They're frustrated. They're a, these are people that love God. These are people that show up to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday after Wednesday, and they're not healthy like mentally, they're in their mind, in their soul. If you're not careful, you can be like Martha. You can be in the presence of God and still be stressed out and frustrated and complaining. If you're not careful, you could be at church and you could be complaining about the people that you're supposed to be ministering to. If you're not careful, you could be at church, you're in the parking lot ministry, and you're supposed to be there happy and receiving people and praying over the parking lot and telling people where to park, and you can get into an argument with somebody in the parking lot ministry because you're not healthy enough to minister. You could be a, a greeter or an usher with 
You're supposed to have the spirit of hospitality where you're a lover of strangers, but here you are frustrated with people where because you're, you're trying to minister when you're not healthy enough to minister. Negative anxiety can cloud your spiritual vision. And it will, if, you're, if that's you, it will be difficult for you to walk out your God's purpose. So worry often stems from our attempts to control situations that are situations that we cannot control. So Martha was upset because she was trying to control the situation that what it was not up for her to control and so she's trying to control her sister she even got so upset that she tried to control jesus and stop jesus while he was preaching and told jesus what to say why don't you tell my listen there's some times where you got to realize that you're not in control and 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 i know people get frustrated and upset when they feel like there's a situation that they're not they're not totally in charge of well you're not going to be in charge of everything you got to learn how to rest, how to trust God. You got to learn how to worship. You got to learn how to not be stressed out. There's some things that you don't, that you're not going to be in control of. You got to learn how to just let some stuff go and trust that God is going to work all things out for your good. Put in the chat, say it's going to work out for my good. See, when you fail to rest in God's grace, put in the chat, I learned how to rest in God's grace. We got to learn how to just chill out and rest in the grace of God. When you learn how to rest in the grace of God, then now, you're not trying to do everything out of human power, human ability, human strength, because if you do, you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to wear yourself out getting frustrated in the process, all because you're actually going to church trying to do good stuff, but you're doing it in human power, human ability, human strength. You're on the team that feeds people on Thursdays, and you're on the team that goes to get food, and y'all feed your community, and here you are trying to give people food, but you're frustrated at them, and you're yelling at people. Why? Because you're doing it out of human power, human ability, human strength. You're doing it, and you're not doing it out of your overflow. You don't want to get frustrated. You don't want to let a negative anxiety get a hold of your heart. Part of focusing on God's fixed purpose for 2024 is learning how to rest in God's grace. Put in the chat, I will learn how to rest in God's grace. Mary was resting at Jesus' feet. She was receiving an impartation of grace. She was in receive mode. As a result, she was stress-free. She was at peace. She was growing. She was receiving. On the other hand, her sister was up there frustrated, disillusioned, very upset, mad at Mary, mad at uh, uh, Jesus, mad at everybody. So the reason why I teach you the grace life is because I'm convinced this is how we're supposed to live. You got to learn how to rest in God's grace and his plan and his path and his purpose and his timing. There's some things you just don't have no control over. Learn how to chill out. Learn how to rest. Learn, learn so you can be free from negative anxiety because anxiety and worry will rob you of your peace. Say amen to that. Say, say I refuse to let stress stress me out. <laughs> Put that in the chat. All right. Number three, learn to choose what is better. Put in the chat. I, I will choose what is better. Mary and Martha both had a choice. One was working. The other one was worshiping. One was working. And you could say that she was doing something good, trying to take care of her guests. The other was worshiping. She was receiving what Jesus was releasing. And Jesus made it clear that what Mary chose was better. Jesus said, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her so in 2024 you got to learn how to choose what is better 
Put in the chat, I will make good decisions. In 2024, you got to learn how to prioritize your mental health, how to prioritize your spiritual well-being, how to prioritize. There are going to be moments where you just need to receive. There are things you need to listen to. There's some worship you need to put on a worship song. There's some things that you need to do. There's going to be time to work. There's plenty of time to work. But you also need to be in a position where you can receive. When God is moving, you don't want to be so busy working that you miss out on God's best. When God is moving, you got to be receiving. Choosing the better part means that you are making deliberate decisions that will help promote your spiritual growth. It's not about activity or inactivity. It's about prioritizing whatever God wants to do in that particular moment. It wasn't like Mary was doing nothing. She was receiving. She was locked in. She was focused. She was doing something. She was in receive mode. Why? Because God was speaking. She was receiving. And so don't confuse being busy with being productive in Christ. Just be, people is like, uh, people love to say, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I'm so, girl, how you doing? I'm so busy. Mm, look at, I'm so busy. Listen, if you're so busy all the time and you're just ripping and running and going here and going there, you might need to question whether or not you're hearing from God. Like now, I have a lot of things that God has called me to do on a regular week. Oh my God, there's so many different things that we do. There's a lot of things I have to do today, but I'm not going to be out here just focus on being busy, 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 busy. No, I'm actually doing things that I believe to be the will of God. Like a few minutes ago, I, when I got up and I'm in St. Louis, so I had to get up earlier, right? Because it's like 626 here. So when I got up, I said, Lord, I have so many things to do, and I, I do believe that this is your will, but I thank you, Father, that I get to do today's word, and I, and this is a commitment to that I made to the Lord over 26 years ago. I will do your work before I take care of mine. I'll take care of yours, and you take care of mine. That arrangement has worked out pretty good for me for over 26 years, and so I'm just doing what I believe God wants me to do. I'll go wherever he wants me to go. I'll say whatever he wants me to say when I get there, and so I'm actually doing a bunch of stuff, but I'm not out here saying, oh, I'm so busy. No. I'm doing the things that I believe God wants me to do for this particular season, and that's how we're supposed to live. And what I'm not going to do is allow my calendar to strip me of my spiritual development. So I want, I need to make time. Put in the chat, I prioritize my mental health. Put in the chat, I prioritize my spiritual health. I prioritize, uh, I'm not going to prioritize activity over discipleship. Jesus will reward you when you make the right decisions. Jesus rewarded Mary. She said, nope. She's doing the better part. She's doing the right thing. And so it's not going to be taken away from, uh, away from her. You, you got to know that when you, the Holy Spirit is leading you, the Holy Spirit will lead you to strike the right balance between serving and receiving. He will lead you to strike the right balance between activity and discipleship. He will lead you to strike the right balance between all the things that you have to do and all the things that you should be receiving. So please take a moment as I close this message for this morning. Please take a moment to think about your own self. Think about your calendar for this week. Think about your calendar for this month. Think about the things that you already planned out for 2024. In there, have you made time for God? Thank, thank you for watching today's word. This is important. But have you made time to make sure that you're growing as a believer, that you're prioritizing discipleship, that you're not just busy, you're actually doing the things that you believe God wants you to do for this season, and you're walking out God's purpose for your life. This is how we're supposed to live. Locked in, laser focus, fixed purpose, no distractions. I refuse to be distracted. I'm going to lock in, and it may seem to others like, oh my God, Rick is doing so much. 
Well, I'm only doing what I believe God has called me to do, and I'm doing it by the grace of God. So I'm not stressed out. I sleep well. I'm at peace, and I'm doing it by God's grace, and I'm doing it for God's glory. This is the grace life, and I believe that's how we're supposed to live. You got it? Because if you're not, if you just live busy, 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 you, you're susceptible to burnout. And so you can actually experience burnout when you should be experiencing revival. So I'm going to pray about whether or not I come back to the burnout thing tomorrow. Let's see. But we're going to continue to flow in this vein. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Put in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I live with a laser focus on your fixed purpose for my life for this year. I choose to prioritize receiving your wisdom over mere activity. You teach me how to balance service and personal spiritual growth. You help me to recognize and to resist distractions that can lead to burnout. I refuse to allow worry and anxiety to cloud my vision. I'm grateful, Father, for your wisdom as you lead me down the path that you have set before me. I'm focused on your purpose. I live free of all distractions and anxiety has no power over me. Greater is coming for me because I'm walking down the path that you ordained for me before the world began. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name, amen. Now, this is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm, I'm gonna have another one. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, please go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're gonna get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you, God loves you more. I want you to have an amazing day. I want you to walk in God's best. But don't be so busy that you get distracted, right? Prioritize your mental health, prioritize your spiritual well-being. That's how we're gonna make the most of 2024 and beyond. I love you, God loves you more. Two things, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material. And there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.